everybody. I am switching it up here today with a a solo episode. So my first thoughts on this were, oh gosh, I can't do that. And then I said, yes, I can. I'm going to do it and it's going to be fabulous. So here we go. <laughs> I'm excited to share some really fun content with you guys today. Uh, I always ask my guests on Women Lead, usually as the last wrap-up question, what is inspiring you lately? And I thought, well, first of all, there's been amazing suggestions over this past year of, of women who have contributed and shared, you know, what's really getting them excited. So I wanted to spin off on that and talk about what's inspiring me going into this new year. We're already in 2024. I'm recording this already in January. And I wanted to take a second to revisit some of the things that I found incredibly useful over this past year. Uh, but also, yeah, some of the things that I'm really looking forward to digging into more. So without further ado, here are my top seven things that are inspiring me this year. So first, of course, I would have to talk about podcasts. And I always love to hear what people are listening to when I interview them, what's really, you know, making them think and keeping them company and entertaining them. And one of the first things that I started to get more into this year was the Mel Robbins podcast. And I've known Mel Robbins. I follow her on social media. She's an amazing um, inspirational thought leader and coach. And I hadn't really checked out her podcast before. So I started listening. Uh, this recommendation actually came from our episode with uh, Sarah Lekakorvi and Ali Tiemann on family and career. And uh, Sarah mentioned this is something that's inspiring her from Mel. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's right, Mel Robbins. I should check her out and see what her podcast is all about. So, of course, I, I dove in and particularly fitting to kick off this year, she has uh, an, a podcast episode, Do You Want to Make 2024 Your Best Year Yet? And I thought, well, of course I do. Uh, let's see what this episode is about. So um, she goes through six questions that you can ask yourself for instant clarity and insight. And with this, you can also download a companion workbook. I am a sucker for workbooks and anything generally that allows me to write things down and really hash out my thoughts. So this is a particularly good episode. I, I highly recommend the podcast in general. In this episode, she goes into powerful year-end rituals, simple questions to ask yourself to know what you really want, also very important, how to use your camera to highlight your year, not so much important to me, but, and also what is the stop, start, continue method and why successful businesses are using it. So this was really interesting. Of course, I downloaded the workbook. I'm going to go through that over this next week and check it out. Another podcast that is always on my playlist absolutely um, every time is the Squiggly Careers podcast. And this is led by Sarah Ellis and Helen Tupper. They're two British women and they have uh, an amazing podcast that looks at everything on how to advance your career, overcome confidence gremlins, as they say in their about section, microaggressions, discovering your strengths, 
ideas, actions, and hints. And I love their format because they have very uh, concise episodes that teach you something right away. And so you're not listening to long intros or, you know, ramblings. It's very, very concentrated and they put together usually in about 30 minutes, if not less, how you can actually bring change or grow or apply certain techniques. And a couple of the ones that I really, really enjoyed were episode 380, how to grow your role, where they go in to talk about what it means to go into a new role or maybe not, and how you can grow in your current position and some of the techniques that you can apply to really look at how you can spot problems, uh, pitch new ideas, find mutual work wins, and um, take control of your career development. So that was really um, a fun episode for me. Another one was how introverts and extroverts work together. (laughs) And this is always great for anyone that's in a team setting or even leading a team because um, like it or not, you're, you know, in a team with most likely a mix of these two types of people and me being an extrovert and having very loud and brassy ways of acting sometimes, I I, I have to remember what introverts are like and how to get the best out of people and how to just shut up sometimes. And so that was a a real eye opener for me as well. So highly, highly recommend the Squiggly Careers podcast. Um, it's, It's really fabulous. And then... Uh, I to finish off the podcast uh, recommendations, I of course would have to mention the Harvard Business Review's Women at Work, and this is uh, really, really excellent, well put together, incredible production. Uh, it's led by Amy Bernstein, Amy Gallo, and Emily Caulfield, and they untangle some of the naughtiest problems, as they put it, uh, interviewing experts on gender that share their stories, uh, they share their own experiences, and they give a lot of practical advice to to help you succeed despite various obstacles. And one of the episodes I really loved in in this uh, podcast recently was their episode called So Many Feelings, Too Many. And this really spoke to me because I consider myself a very uh, empathetic person and also an empathetic leader. And it's I think changing over the past few years where managers and also team members are showing more emotion and that's okay. And this is also one of my discussion topics over the past few episodes and it's been woven into a bunch of different interviews. How much is showing too much emotion? How do we still be ourselves at work? You know, we can't be uh, living in a box, showing no emotion. How do we convey that we are on the same page with people, but also in a healthy way, you know, not showing anxiety or fear to a level that creates chaos or despair within your team, right? But how do how do we deal with that? And so in this episode, they, they have on Liz Fosleen, uh, and they look at how the future of work is changing, how the future of work is more emotional and what that looks like. How, what does it mean to be vulnerable with your colleagues? I thought this was really, really interesting. An honorable mention that uh, I will also say that's also part of the Harvard Business Review Podcast Network is their, their, their podcast called HBR on Leadership. 
This I just started listening to, and this is also very practical takeaways on applicable things you can do as a leader uh, to help you grow. And one of the episodes I really enjoyed was called It's Time to Talk to Your Team About Mental Health. And this episode looked at why it's important to talk to your team and how the more we understand our mental health and how that's being used and applied and conveyed and supported in our professional environments, um, how that is going to make us better managers and also help our colleagues. So this was a really, really good episode that I highly recommend. Then moving on to books, 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 books. So I think I've mentioned this before in the past and uh, definitely with Phil when we had our wrap up for the year, our 2023 wrap up, and he caught me off guard on what actually is inspiring me. This was also a reason why I wanted to do an official um, episode on this because now I feel a bit more prepared <laughs> and I I couldn't go uh, forward in book recommendations without recommending um, The Art of Possibility by Rosamund Stone Zander and Benjamin Zander. And this was a book mentioned by uh, Women Lead guest Liz Kislik, who kicked off season two. Um, and she's a coach and she said, oh yes, this, this was a really great book for me, inspirational book for me. And I'm always a little bit skeptical when people say, oh, this book was life changing. And I'm going to say it now for me, this book was life changing. I don't use it lightly. I think the only other book I've ever <laughs> said was life changing for me was when I read Tolstoy's Anna Karenina at, at 16 and my my mind was blown. Russian literature can do that to you. But uh, The Art of Possibility, it looks at 12 breakthrough practices for bringing creativity and a sense of possibility into all of your endeavors. It's uh, a bestseller for many, many years. This is um, a book that didn't come out um, recently at all. But it's it's so interesting, and I really connected with it because, um, well, for one, Benjamin Zander recounts his experience as a conductor at the Boston Philharmonic and his talent as a teacher, and that's coupled with his partner, psychotherapist Rosamund Stone Zander's genius for, as quote-unquote, designing innovative paradigms for personal and professional fulfillment. So this book presents a lot of different situations that they've both been in and how they've worked together to to resolve certain issues, I just found it incredibly interesting. And especially with a musical background, I I really enjoyed the, the let's say, the juxtapositions that Benjamin Zander put in with creating music. So both of their perspectives work so well together. And there's a lot of also uplifting stories and, and personal anecdotes this book was really, really clue for me. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend you go and buy it immediately like I did after that interview with Liz. I, I got off the interview and went to Amazon and, and bought it. So this was a really, really excellent book. And other books that I'm not going to be able to say exactly uh, too much on this because I haven't read it yet, but Phil, through Phil and actually through uh, Alina, one of our other podcast guests earlier, 
from our Innsbruck edition, um, we were we were talking and um, she suggested to Phil and Phil mentioned to me and always curious on this, there's this book called Invisible Women, Exposing Data Bias in a World Designed for Men by Carolyn Curiado Perez. And I just got this. I'm super excited to crack this open, but I'm very, very curious to understand bias and especially data bias. Like how is this creating all of our systems um, in today's world? And so, I mean, this is this is an excellent book. It's it's won a bunch of awards. It's the winner of the FT and McKinsey Business Book of the Year. I'll just read a, a little slip here from the back. Imagine a world where your phone is too big for your hand. Your doctor prescribes a drug that is wrong for your body. In a car accident, you are 47% more likely to be seriously injured. If any of these of these sounds familiar, chances are that you're a woman. So I was immediately drawn. I'm very, uh, very excited to to start digging into this book. And I'm sure there's going to be various points here that I would like to digest a little bit further, maybe in another solo episode. So I'm, I'm inspired and looking forward to, to this read this year. And then finally, I am going to wrap up with uh, a series. So probably you have heard of it by now. It's getting a lot, a lot of publicity. It just came out this month in January. It's the Netflix documentary called You Are what you eat, a twin experiment. And I was a vegetarian for almost six years, not a vegan, but a vegetarian. And I, I'm not a vegetarian currently. And I've always been very uh, curious on diet and what that plays into our physical and our mental health. And so I immediately, as soon as this came out, was like, yes, we are watching this. And, you know, within basically 24 hours, all whatever it is, four episodes. And um, so this documentary, uh, for however controversial some people might say it, it is, it, it talks about basically 22 twins that uh, were involved in a groundbreaking study by Stanford Medicine. It was done from May to July of 2022. And each person from these pairs of twins, they followed a different diet. So one was a vegan for eight weeks, uh, while the other was an omnivore. And they measured how that can vary and change your not only your your lean mass, body mass, your your, your weight, but also above all, like how that affects your mental clarity. How does that affect the aging process? Um, so this was extremely interesting. I'm absolutely fascinated by this. And um, also what was really cool about the documentary is that it went uh, into other side stories and explored, you know, Michelin chef in, in New York who had the best restaurant in the world, how he went vegan, what that looked like, why he made that choice, what other people are doing to examine their health and also how our food is produced. So this is a, a American documentary. There was this was taken and and looked at all of the various data and actual practices that happened in the United States. And um, it's quite appalling to see the the actual production of meat and fish that that occurs. Um, and not only in the United States. You know, I can imagine this being applicable to various countries in the world. 
And it really made me think about where our food comes from and how we can be more informed about the right choices or the healthier choices or even just ethical choices of where we get our food and yeah, and what we're consuming. So I, I would suggest going out and watching it because, um, you know, you might have a different opinion, but I, I found this absolutely fascinating and I'm definitely going to be going back to, let's say like a six out of seven day vegetarian, (laughs) um, meal plan (laughs) after, after this, after seeing this series. So that is it. That's what's inspiring me this year. And I hope that you found something useful. I hope that you can go out and check out some of these uh, suggestions and please let me know if you do. I would love to hear what you thought of of any of these, these awesome podcast books and, and series. And if you have any particular opinions on them, if you found them useful and I want to know what is inspiring you? Um, so I'm always interested from our listeners to to hear what is, you know, getting you excited, what is making your vibe right now. And uh, yeah, you can contact us and write us at womenleadpodcast at the-digital-distillery.com. Uh, you can go to our website. You can find the email in our show notes. And I would love to also hear how you like the show. We've been around for about a year now and uh, we would appreciate your reviews and let us know what you think. You can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. And we are just very, very excited to start off 2024 with you and have some really great topics and guests lined up. So here we are. New year. Let's go. All right, lovely people, I will talk to you soon. Ciao for now. Thanks for listening to Women Lead. Check out the show notes for everything we mentioned in today's episode. If you're interested in being a guest on the pod or want to let us know the burning topics you want to hear more about, get in touch with us at womenleadpodcast at the-digital-distillery.com linked in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. A very big thank you to our audio engineer, Phil McDowell, who has more patience than the Dalai Lama, our copywriter, Chris Kansky, and project manager, Dennis Kirshner. That's a wrap.